I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to 710 ESPN LA. Nina Marks with you. It is Bet LA and Fat Jack, professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com, as he joins us pretty much each and every week, and we're so grateful. Um, Fat Jack, how you doing? March Madness, baby. How mad are you? Well, I'm, I'm a little bit irritated right now, actually. I mean, I, I, I'm up 30 games, actually 32 games since the Super Bowl, so thousands of thousands of dollars in the profit, and I started the tournament 0-3. So the guys that wait to until – Thursday morning to sign up and they go, oh, and three, they're like, this guy's horrible. But we've been killing it all year long. I've been killing it all year long. So excited to get back on track. This can be a really dicey week, you know, if you don't uh, get on the right side of some of these games. A lot of really close games here in these opening couple of rounds. So uh, got to dial in and get back. Absolutely. Uh, and, and just looking back before we look forward, uh, I was all over West Virginia. I loved them today. Of course, uh, they lost to Maryland. Uh, that was a loss for me. Loved Utah State uh, against Missouri. That was a loss for me. I did have Furman and uh, and uh, thank God San Diego State pulled it out for me. Uh, that was good. Uh, but let's take a look at some of the games on the Friday slate and what's coming up. And uh, I know there's a few that you're eyeing, one in particular, and that is Iona and UConn. Very interesting, right? UConn favored by nine. The over-under is 141. I'll tell you what, I really love this Iona team. I'm really upset that this is the matchup. Like, to me, this game is something that, especially coming out of that, they're calling it the death region, right? That west region. This is a game that I I think is worthy of like a, a a Sweet 16 or an Elite Eight matchup, and we're getting it in 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 the round of 64. I'm not happy with it to be quite frank, but nonetheless, your thoughts on this matchup? Who do you like? Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, I've been talking about Iona for at least a month now, and actually before that, um, and it all it all breaks down to who they're playing and when and where. And and this is a very dangerous team. But there's going to be teams that make it out, and we're already seeing upsets here in the first couple of rounds, the first round at least. And we're going to see some teams get to the, the Sweet 16 that we're like, now wait a minute, who is that? I only would be favored over a couple of those teams at least. So um, I'm still not jumping off the bandwagon. This Islander team is very dangerous, very confident. They've been killing everybody on their schedule. UConn, you know, it's been kind of a tale of two or three different seasons. Within one season, they've, they've looked really good at times, and they looked really bad at times. Now they've kind of gotten it together. I think there's some value taking them plus the nine, but as I said, I think Iona is better than a lot of teams in this tournament. And you're right, the opening round matchup, this was not an easy draw at all. The other thing that Iona has going for them, 13 seeds over the last four years, Anita, and actually that doesn't include this year, which we already talked about Furman getting it done, but they're 12-4 and four against the spread, and they've actually won five of the 16 games over the last four years, 13 seeds beating four. So we always hear about the 12-5. The 13-4 has been more productive, more profitable. If you're going to blind bet one seed, it's been 13 over the last few years. As I said, Furman already got it done. Iona's in this boat. Not going to surprise me if they take this game to the wire and actually get it done at the end. Um, I, I hope so. I hope so. And, and, and probably out of all the games that are on the slate, 
tomorrow. And that to me is, is the one that I'm most looking forward to. Um, let's, let's talk about fairly Dickinson and, and, and Purdue. They're getting 23 points. Full disclosure, I had Texas Southern on Wednesday. So I lost that, even though I had Toby Anderson on my radio show on Sunday. My heart was rooting for FDU. I just, they're the smallest team in, in, in NCAA. <laughs> they're the smallest team. Um, also, you know, coming in, new head coach. I felt that these guys would be a little nervous in regard to the, the, the big stage, but boy, did they bring it. Um, so now they're getting 23 against Purdue. The over-under is 145. How are you playing this one? Yeah, I mean, that's the deal, though, Nina. And you look at Purdue with their length and their, their center is absolutely the best big man in college basketball. And everybody's like, okay, well, how do you walk up to the window and play fairly Dickinson when you know they're not going to get any rebounds on either side of the ball? Well, that's true. <laughs> why is the number not 30? Right, you know, why, was right. that, why is the number not 30, 35, 40? I mean, the, the, the Vegas knows who's playing on both of these teams. I mean, the line setters do. But here's the reality. Number one seeds do not fare well against the number in the first actually couple of rounds over the last few years. Number one seeds one and ten against the spread in the first three rounds last year. So they covered one time last year out of 11 attempts uh, as the number one seed. And actually over the last four years, the number one seed – only 8-12 and 12 against the spread in the first round. So you always look at these good teams or the better teams and forget that everybody setting the numbers knows exactly who's going to play. There's value playing against the number one seed. We saw uh, one or two of them cover so far. I get Kansas covered, actually. But besides that, these games are coming down to the water, and you're going to get some value on these underdogs. But give me the underdog. I hate listen, I hate playing against the uh, big center, Purdue. Uh, but I did it at the conference finals with them and ended up getting it done at the end. Uh, Purdue pulled out a close one, didn't cover the number. They are beatable. I don't think they're going to lose by any stretch, but I definitely think there's some room to cover the number here. Uh, that that's music to the ears of, of a lot of uh, a lot of folks in New Jersey. That's for sure. Pulling for 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 FDU. Uh, another one. Let's talk about the Grand Canyon. Which, by the way, how cool? What what university do you go to? Grand Canyon. Oh, how how awesome is that? Um, I mean, like, right? Like, wouldn't it be cool? Don't you think it'd be cool kids. to go? I know some kids that go there, and they are living Do you their really? best life. I, I, exactly. I mean, yeah. exactly. If I knew, I didn't yeah, even know there was Grand Canyon University that existed. Maybe I would have applied. No, um, it's, it's in Scott, Scottsdale, Arizona. How, was there a better place to, to go to college than Scottsdale? Actually, these two guys play golf. Uh, they're both on the golf team at Grand Canyon. So, um, yeah, yeah, they're living their best life there. Like, going to the school at the Ritz-Carlton. So true story, my, my uncle um, went through like a midlife crisis, sold off his company, got in his car and just said, I'm just going to drive around the United States and find somewhere new to live. And he ended up in Sedona, Arizona, and he ended up and he ended up running um, this uh, this adorable little restaurant in downtown Sedona called the Heartline Cafe. And so every year, my my grandparents and I, we would fly into Sedona, Arizona, and we would spend a week there, and we'd play golf, and, and we'd do all the things, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. We'd go to the Grand Canyon. But anyway, I have derailed. Um, they're going up against Gonzaga. Gonzaga is favored by 15 and a half. The over-under is 156. 
I'm really curious what side you're on here. And also I want to, I want to talk big picture as well in regard to, I, I keep on, I keep on going to, back to that, that death region in the West um, because I've got Gonzaga coming out of it and representing the West. So I'm, I'm really, I'm curious to get your take on, uh, on this matchup. Yeah, just another one of those matchups where everybody walking up to a window knows a lot about one team and knows nothing about the other team. And Gonzaga, the name on the front of the jerseys, are not reflective of how good or bad they are this year. So you're not getting any value by playing Gonzaga for sure, and there's going to be value in playing against them based on their opponent. I don't think Gonzaga loses. Are this a Gonzaga team that lost to Loyola Marymount? They were down a little bit in their conference, had a bunch of close games. Uh, a lot more than normal. I just don't think this team is uh, up to the level that they've been where they should be given, you know, 17, 18, 20 points to even some of these no-name teams that have been, have had very good years. And I think this is kind of that poster child of the general public walking up and playing the team they know versus the team they know nothing about, which creates value in the team that you know nothing about. So give me Grand Canyon plus all those points. Again, Gonzaga doesn't lose. I think they cover, though. Again, a Fat Jack professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com. That's where you can find him, helping us win some money on the Friday slate of March Madness. I love this Kent State team going up against Indiana. Indiana is favored by four and a half. The over-under is 140. Give me the four and a half. This is a Kent State team, uh, nine and one their last 10 games. Please tell me you're on my side. Yeah, I am. And another one of those 13-4 matchups. So, uh, we're getting getting this seed that seems to be taking care of business lately, um, and you get a team that's super hot. If you like Iona, you like Kent State. It's a very similar team, teams that are hot. They've been dominating their conference, dominating their opponents, and they're playing a team that has some question marks. Also, the line here, another one of those spots where the average guy walks up and plays the team he knows versus the team he doesn't. Uh, Kent State's become a little bit of a sexy darling uh, for some of the guys that are they're trying to pick some underdogs, but I still think there's a little value there. So give me them plus the points. Not going to surprise me at all if they win straight up. Love it. Love it. What about TCU uh, going up against Arizona State? Arizona State uh, looked really, really good on Wednesday night. Now, uh, not as fresh legs, obviously, as TCU, but nonetheless, TCU's lane five and a half. The over-under is 142 and a half. What's your play here? Well, and TCU coming out of a dog of a conference in the Big 12, just really good top to bottom. This conference, you're battle-tested each and every week in the Big 12. Uh, them and the SEC, I think we're going to see coming out of these first couple of rounds, are, are going to both well. And you get an Arizona State team, if they don't make the half-court shot against Arizona, they're probably not even in the tournament. And so you're getting – yeah, and, and you also some value was created by how well they played, how well they shot the ball in the, uh, the game the other night. Typically, what comes up will come down, especially as it relates to shooting percentage this time of year. So don't expect the same type of, of accuracy that you got from Arizona State in that game the other night against the TCU team that, by the way, does play very good perimeter defense, will hit the offensive board. So I just think that it's one of those spots where we learned a little bit too much about Arizona State in, in their, their big half-court shot. And then what they did the other night, it's created some value with TCU, take them uh, minus the points. TCU minus the points. Big picture, this is my first chance to really have a conversation with you since the bracket uh, was created and the committee decided to put everybody everywhere. Uh, so with that being said, who do you have Who do you have coming out of each region? So, for example, the South, um, I like Alabama, but I've got Creighton in there with a few of my pools. Uh, who do you like coming out of the South? Yeah, I have Alabama also. Again, I go back to who wins this tournament. 
year in and year out. The last six years have been won by a number one seed. We talked about the parity in college basketball, but the parity it only relates to some of these early round games. Typically, the cream rises to the crop. Number one seeds have run six in a row. Uh, before that, it was the number two seed of Villanova. So if we go back to 2016. So I stick to close to the chalk uh, in these spots. Only have one underdog, but Alabama yacht, the first one out of the South. And looking at the East, I have Tennessee coming out of the East. What say you? Yeah, I have Alabama, Purdue, Texas, TCU. So those are my four. So I do think Purdue gets there with their length. I like Texas as the number two seed, and TCU is my underdog long shot. Uh, as far as who's going to get there, that probably doesn't belong. There's always one team that doesn't belong. Uh, so th- those are those are my four going forward. Alabama, Purdue, Texas, and TCU. Uh, last one for you, switching gears here, talking a totally opposite sport, but obviously um, a lot of talk, a lot of hype per- pertaining to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he was on the Pat McAfee show uh, this week. Came out and said that he wants to be the head, the, the starting quarterback for the for the Jets. They just have to work out a deal with uh, the Green Bay Packers. We're anxiously waiting for that to happen. While this is all happening, now I can get the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East at plus money. Uh, prior to this, I want to say it was like minus one thirty. Now it's plus one thirty. Uh, good. I, I ran to the window. Like everybody is all in on Aaron Rodgers and and the Jets, but I think that there is value here to roll with the the Bills winning that 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 division. What agree or disagree? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And that's one of those things that doing this full time, you you get some of that information early. Most guys are most people are not looking for who's going to win a division in the NFL right now. But you're right. The hype that goes on in the offseason when nobody's playing, uh, we don't even know exactly what, what things look like with New York. Obviously, it looks like Rodgers is going to end up with them. But we see this a ton of times when players get inserted into a team in, in the NFL and it doesn't uh, amount to what everybody thought it was going to be. And like I say, you're not taking a long shot. You're, you're taking the best team in that division. You're just getting better money because of all the hype going on right now. So I'm with you. I think Rodgers absolutely makes that team better, but I do think it's not as good as the general public's going to think. And, uh, and yeah, Buffalo is, is the king up there until further notice. Uh, Fat Jack, you rock. Always love uh, when you're on with us. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you so much. Enjoy uh, this weekend, and we look forward to having you on again next week, okay? Absolutely. I mean, have a great week. I'll see you soon. You got it. Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. That's where you can uh, find him. And of course, all his picks and his plays uh, heading into, of course, tomorrow's slate as well as Saturday and Sunday and all next week as well. Anita Marks with you here on 710 ESPN LA. We still have a lot more coming your way. Again, getting you locked and loaded for March Madness right here on 710 ESPN LA. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Um, just had the conversation with Fat Jack in, in regard to, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, uh, and again, the Jets. Uh, to me, uh, to be able to get the Bills to win this division at plus money, I'm all over it. I think that's the play. Uh, by the way, um, again, we have Tyler and, uh, and Brian producing the show tonight, and we were just listening to the commercial where the, the woman is trying to um, imitate animals and how they would talk. And I said to Brian in the break, I said, isn't that funny? Like, we just assume that that's how an animal would talk. And what did and you say to me, Brian? What, what was your response? I mean, Tyler, what did you yeah, say to me? <laughs> Brian, Brian turned around and looked at me. He's like, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything to her. What? Um, I said, you don't really you... think that that's what giraffes sound like, do you? I don't know. I don't know what a giraffe sounds like, but that's obviously what the woman thinks the a giraffe sounds yeah, but like. But you got to know that a giraffe doesn't know its name well enough to make that noise. The do you ever noise. do you ever look at your do you ever look at your dog and wonder like if your dog spoke what he would sound like? I can't hear any other voice than the one that my wife does for him. So that's which it. is. <laughs> You know, which it's the, is exactly you know the exactly. voice because you have dogs. You know it. <laughs> Wait, it's it's my when I talk to them, it's like ooh, boo boo bear. Boo, yeah, or you do like exactly. Everybody yeah, does okay. it. Yes. But that's <laughs> okay. But that's me talking to my dogs. What what? How do if if my dogs were to talk to me? Based on their personalities, I could I could probably put together like a really good voice for them, knowing their personalities. Could you do the you same gotta, for your? Do- you, Anita, you really got to get outside more. Should I, <laughs> should I send help? <laughs> I think we got to hear this. <laughs> you don't. You, you're telling me you don't think that you could. Of course, yes, of course I could, absolutely. Yeah, but would I ever take a turn down? No looking back avenue. I don't think so. <laughs> so, um, so you, I don't know. I'm hoping you guys would appreciate this. So, my birthday is coming up at the end of the month, and oh, nice. um, happy early birthday! Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I, you know, I, I don't. I'm sure my friends are going to take me to dinner. I'm sure they're going to plan something wonderful and fabulous. I, I just, I, I want to do something different. Like, I want to do, I want to, I want to do like a bucket list. Okay. For my birthday, All right? Yeah. And not a lot of money, whatever. Anyway. So the other morning I was, I was laying in bed and I was, um, I was Googling sloth farms and there's a sloth farm that's only about an hour away from me. So I picked up the phone I called and this wonderful gentleman named Larry picked up and I said, hi Larry, my name's Anita and it's my birthday coming up and, and I'm, I'm like, 
just um i sit any time I, I get lost in that deep dark rabbit hole of tiktok i typically i'm looking at sloth videos so um <laughs> i said so it's a bucket list thing for me to like meet a sloth and he said i could do even better than that he said how about you come out here and you can hold a sloth you could cuddle a sloth you could pet you can feed he said we have eight adults and two babies oh my goodness are they gonna let you hold them Yes. You got it. So go. I get a whole uh, so I get a whole room. I get a whole room Wait, for an hour with me. Are you going to do it though? Yeah. I'm you got to do it. You got to do I'm it. I'm so Are you kidding? Yes. I I I'm so I can't like I can't wait. I and it's like it's 2 months away. I'm stoked. <laughs> um for but you, yeah, so I get a, I get a, I get a whole room. I get a whole room with me and seven of my friends. What? We can have eight of us. Yes. So we can have eight of us in the room and and we get the entire room for an hour. We Dude, could just you have spend to make an- shirts that say I got slothed for my birthday. <laughs> I love that. You know me with t-shirts. Um, I love that. So we get an hour with eight adults and two babies. Fantastic. I know. I know there the number of videos in in photographs that are going to limitless uh, be content. On, oh, it, it, forget about it. Forget about it. So like it's a bucket list. I can't wait. And I know me. I know I'm going to I'm going to cry at some point. Oh, no. But anyway, um how do we get on this conversation? I think I we got to this I, conversation should, based on the, on, on the commercial. Golf picks real quick. What do you on think? the on the <laughs> On the commercial. Yes. So Valspar is happening. I know not as exciting as the Players Championship in golf that took place last week. Why? Well, this is our day and age, right? We've got a bunch of dudes who bolted the PGA Tour to go play for Uber in Uber amounts of money on live. And then the PGA Tour was like, ooh, we better compete because we can't lose more of our big name talent. And so... They increased the uh, the the pot um, for winnings, and so now only the best players uh, in the world play with the tournaments where they can make like oodles and noodles of money. This one, oh, you're only gonna walk away with two point seven million if you win, not four point eight uh, like Scotty Scheffler did the other day. But nonetheless, um, so uh, so the Valspar started yesterday. Uh, right now, not a lot of big names at the top of leaderboard, but there are quite a few who are lurking. And this is who I would focus in on. Jordan Spieth. Uh, Data Golf has him as a 12% chance of winning the Valspar uh, to uh, this weekend. Uh, he's fourth in strokes gained total, first in putting. And you can get him at 6-1 to one right now. And I would do it. <laughs> and I would do it before they tee off uh, tomorrow morning, by the way. Also, he has a matchup against Sam Burns tomorrow, round two matchup where he's favored at minus 120. I'm going to play that as well. Some other cats that I like, Fleetwood, uh, Data Golf has him as a 6% chance of winning. I liked him coming in. So I would p- I would play him uh, again. Uh, you can get him at 11-1 to one to win. He is tied for seventh right now. He's two shots back. Uh, he's, uh, he's 11th in, uh, in strokes gain, uh, total. So, um, but I liked him coming in. This is a track that he has done well on. So I would play him 11 to one. I throw a little coin on that, but I definitely would, I, I, I wouldn't mind playing him to finish in the top five, top 10 as well. Hickok, 
Strokes gain total, top 10. Also putting, top 15. Uh, you can get him to win at 30 to 1. I don't know if I would do that. Um, but I would, uh, I would, he's tied for seventh as well. He's three under, he's two shots back. Uh, but I, I definitely would throw some coin on him to finish in the top, top five and top 10 as well. He's another guy that I liked coming in Hickok. Some other guys, uh, Justin Thomas is lurking. You could get him to win at nine to one. Adam Hadwin. A lot of people liked him coming in to win. He's trying to defend his title. He won last year. Uh, again, 16 to one to win. That's not how I would roll, but uh, would I put money on him to finish in the top 10? Sure. He's tied for 12th right now. He's two under, he's three shots back. Uh, the guy that I did like coming in and I picked him to win was Justin Rose. Uh, unfortunately he's tied for 32nd, uh, even today. Um, so, but I, I really, he's, he's second in strokes gained off the tee. Um, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to double down on him to finish in the top 20 and top 10 and top five. I think he's a little too far back to win. You never know. It's only day one, but Justin Rose was one of the guys that I really liked coming in. I I put money down on him to win. And again, he's tied for 32nd. He can make a, he can make a run. He can make a run tomorrow and Saturday. I'm just saying. So Justin Rose, Adam Hadwin, Justin Thomas, Hickok, Fleetwood, and Spieth. Those are the cats that I would put some money on uh, moving forward in the Valspar. Whether it's to win, top five, top 10, top 20, that's how I would roll. Uh, When we get back, Lee Sterling is going to join us on the show. Uh, He's a very dear friend. Uh, He's with Paramount Sports, and he's a huge uh, Canes fan and has been following this Canes basketball team all season. He's got his finger on the pulse of the Canes better than most. They've got a really interesting matchup against Drake tomorrow. I say Drake. He says you win. And he'll tell you all the reasons why when we get back uh, right here on 710 ESPN. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet L.A. here on 710 ESPN L.A. And Lee Sterling joins us from Paramount Sports. Always great to have you on, Lee. First things first, um, you know, we've, we've already got, you know, the majority, obviously, of day one in the books. And a big upset earlier today, Furman. Uh, beating Virginia, 13 beating a four, 68 to 67. With that being said, you know, we hear it time and time again, coming into this year's March Madness, um, probably the most parody, right? The most open tournament that we've had in a long time. Agree or disagree with this? Agree with you 100%. I mean, you're going to see when we get to the draft, the NBA draft this year, probably seven or eight of the top 10 guys are not even going to be players from college basketball. You know, they're playing in the G League, they're playing overseas, they want to make money right away so and also with covid you got players playing you know five six and some cases seven years so there's a bunch of teams out there that have a lot of experience and you know once you played together three four years it's gonna make it a lot tougher on these teams uh that are going for the one and done kids 
Well, let's let's dive into uh, the Friday slate of games and the one game in particular why I wanted to have you on the program tonight, and that is the University of Miami uh, going up against Drake. A lot of people like Drake here. Drake, uh, University of Miami is favored by two. The over-under is 146.5. I know a lot of people who are taking Drake straight up on the money line. Um, but you know this University of Miami Canes program better than most. Uh, you've got your finger on the pulse of this team. Uh, break it down for us. What are your thoughts uh, with University of Miami heading into this matchup? Well, first of all, the line opened up at three and a half. And then when there was word early in the week that O'Mare was a game-time decision, their center, who averages 16 points, almost 10 rebounds per game, and only their big guy who's done anything. They really don't have much uh, reinforcements behind him. Uh, the line moved all the way down to one. Now it's gone back up to two, and, and word has come out that looks like uh, he'll give it a go. I think he's going to be somewhere between 80 and 90%, and I think that that's good enough. So I think it's a bad matchup for Drake. I think Drake is a deserving team. I think that they're a dangerous team, but they like to fire from the outside, and so does Miami. Miami has like seven or eight guys uh, that are interchangeable, can guard almost every position except for center. So uh, most important guy is Omer, and as long as he's close to, you know, 100%, I think that they're good to go. So, you know, can something happen? Can he re-injure the ankle? Absolutely. But I think it's a little bit of a re- overreaction. Now, not the case, you know, with, with some of these other, you know, games when you see these other teams like, uh, you know, that have some injuries. But this is a case, I think, that people realize he's probably going to be okay. Um, you know, let's let's talk about the matchup, right? Um, let's just say Omir plays and, and, he's, and he's only, you know, uh, uh, as you said, 80%. You know, is that enough to, to defend Brody? Uh, they're big um, it, in the paint. It's not going to be easy, but uh, Miami's just so experienced. I mean, you know, they made a deep run last year. They go to the Elite Eight. I think if someone's going to beat them, it's going to be someone like Houston that really might be uh, one of the best defensive teams we've seen maybe in the last 10, 15 years. So, um, you know, I I think Drake's a deserved team. I just think it's a bad matchup for them. So uh, Miami is really dangerous, and Coach Laranega – one of the best coaches. I know him well. I go to more than half the games. Does he have a weakness? Yeah, every coach has a weakness. He's not great at calling plays out of the timeout, but uh, he gets the most out of the players. He uh, uh, he just is able to, to be loose and free with these guys, and they understand the system. And like I said, there's just so much experience there. You know, a guy like Wong almost came out two years ago in the draft. Uh, you know, he hung around, and it's paid dividends. He could sneak into the first round. So, uh, you know, just Pack comes over from Kansas State. Obviously, the NIL uh, money has certainly helped Miami uh, getting O'Mara and Pack. But uh, this is a deep team. Uh, they've had guys come on. Jordan Miller might be the toughest guy to guard in America. I mean, he's a left-handed, six foot seven, rangy guy, and he can shoot threes. Uh, he wheels and deals in the lane and can shoot with either hand, and he defends really well. The only thing is, without Omer, Miami doesn't have a big. I mean, he's six seven and defends like he's six nine, six ten. But without him, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen? But that's what makes the tournament so great. 
Last question for you in regards to this matchup, because I know there's other ones we want to talk about heading into Friday's slate. Uh, and that is a lot of times we look at teams peaking, right, coming into the tournament. Uh, this is a Miami team. They lost to Duke 85 to 78, and they also lost to Florida State at home 85 to 84. So, you know, any concern there that this is a team that, that is not peaking at the most appropriate time? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you, anything can happen. There's so much pressure under these kids. It's not, you know, like, like, like a baseball series, two out of three uh, or five out of seven. Uh, it's one game. And remember also they're playing on courts they almost for sure have never played on before. So uh, I look at, I like coaches. I look at coaches and, and how do they control their teams. I think that's important. Uh, I like ball handlers. I like kids that can handle the ball and don't turn the ball over. And also free throw sh- show shooting is very important down the stretch. So there's just some of the things I look at and I find really important games like this. Again, Lee Sterling joining us here on ESPN Radio. All right, let's let's look outside of your wheelhouse again, which is the University of Miami, um, and and let's look at the slate of games, other games uh, on Friday. VCU going up against St. Mary's. St. Mary's favored by four. Uh, the over under is one twenty two. Um, a lot of folks like St. A lot of people have St. Mary's in their bracket to advance. Are you laying the four with St. Mary's? Absolutely not. I love VCU. This is a team that's got better and better as the season has progressed. Um, they're going to use a lot of full-court press. St. Mary's doesn't see that very often. Mike Rhodes' team, number 25 in the country in scoring defense, allowing just 63.1 points per game. So if you only allow 63 points, you're getting four points here. I think it's going to be a game goes down to the wire and Give me the points here and the team that's playing even better. Last couple weeks, St. Mary's was not playing well. They don't score. They're a half-court team. And how do you go against a guard that Virginia Commonwealth has named Ace, Ace Baldwin here? I think Virginia Commonwealth, I'm going to play him plus the points and on the money line. I think they win the game straight up. Interesting. Um, Okay, I know another game that you are on is Creighton. Creighton's lane five to go up against NC State, the Wolfpack. The over-under is 148.5. Believe it or not, I've got Creighton coming out of the south bracket. Um, in it, Probably 50% of my, 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 my pools, my brackets, I, I've got Alabama. And the other 50%, I've got Creighton. I like the road that Creighton is taking. Are you laying the five? I'm going to give you a different way to play this game. I think this is a game you want to play in live betting. The reason I say that is NC State either shows up and they are scoring and they're shooting from once they get in the parking lot or they just don't show up. They usually win by double digits or lose by double digits. So it doesn't bother me. I'm going to probably watch the first four, five, six minutes of the game. If NC State's up or right there, I think they're going to come to play. If not, they're going to get blown out. So that's a game I'm going, to, I'm going to live bet. I just think they're one of those teams that you can figure out in the first five minutes how good they are. I love it. That's a great little nugget there, Lee. Appreciate that. And, and, yeah. and I love in-game betting. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, let's talk about uh, Kent State going up against Air, Indiana. Uh, I love Kent State getting the four and a half. The over-under is 140. What are you going to do here? That bracket is, is crazy. I think they have the most overseeded team, the most underseeded team, most uh, uh, 
underseeded team is Texas A&M as a number seven. They finished second in their conference, and they get seated seventh. They didn't even get invited last year when I thought they could have and should have been invited. This year they're seated uh, seventh. I think they're going to do some damage. And then on the other side, the most overrated team is Indiana. I mean, I know they finished second, but they finished 12-8 and eight with a record in the Big Ten. There's not that much difference between the second and the sixth, seventh, eighth team in the Big Ten here. Kent State, um, I love their head coach, Rob Senderhoff. They're 9-1 and one the last 10 games. They've scored at least 70 points in 10 straight games. Duquesne transfer, sincere carry, almost 24 points per game in the MAC tourney here. Give me some Kent State straight up. Love it. Again, uh, Lee Sterling joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Before we let you go, let's look, let's look big picture here uh, in regard to uh, the, the bracket and, and where we think uh, the final four are, are going to end up. Um, again, I think this is the year that you go out of that chalk box, right? Like I said, in some of my brackets, I've got Creighton coming out of the South. Um, in, in a majority of my brackets, I have Tennessee coming out of the East. In the majority of my brackets, I'm going in, in between Yukon and Gonzaga coming out of the West. Um, but the only bracket that I am going chalk in is the Midwest, and that is Houston. So that's where my final four lie. Where do where do yours, Lee? Yeah, I, I like Houston a lot too. Um, you know, if they get Sasser back and he's close to a hundred percent, they're a really dangerous team. Most uh, teams have not faced that type of defense. Uh, uh, I, I think maybe the only team that can beat them is, you know, is Miami. So, um, you know, can Texas A and M win a couple games? Absolutely. Uh, also, I, I think that. Uh, Another team that might be dangerous is going to be Pitt. I think Pitt can beat Iowa State and maybe upset Xavier. So uh, I, I agree with you with Houston there. Uh, I would say in the West, I like UConn. I, I think Kansas isn't the same team as last year. Uh, UCLA, those injuries obviously uh, are going to hurt them. And, uh, and then also uh, Gonzaga, just two up and down for me. And then maybe the, the most – Overseeded team uh, is, as I mentioned, St. Mary's and also TCU. And then in the East, uh, I think it's going to be Purdue. I think Purdue is, is going to be right there. And the only other team I think might be able to surprise them is Kansas State. Kansas State, if they can get by that second game against Kentucky, look out. That might be a great uh, East final there in the Madison Square Garden. And then up top, I'm, I'm going to go with Alabama. I think Alabama is just so good. They didn't get blown out many, many games at all and uh, seemed to get better and better. And, you know, the, the, I think it's going to come down to, to you know, them and, and, and someone at the bottom part of the bracket here. I think they're going to win the first two or three games pretty easy. So, um, you know, I know a lot of people would love to say it's wide open. It's wide open for the first couple rounds, but then usually class holds. So uh, your final four, Houston, UConn, Purdue, Alabama. Uh, who's your champion? What, what's, what's the matchup? Who's uh, your champion? I'm, I'm going to go with Alabama, and I think they're going to beat Houston. So uh, Alabama may, may not be a football school anymore after this weekend. <laughs> Lee, thank you so much. Always great when you join us. Appreciate it, my friend.
Thanks, Anita. Take care. You got it. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Um, uh, we, we are getting you locked and loaded, right, uh, for, uh, for tomorrow's slate and, of course, big picture. It is March Madness, baby. Time to get mad right here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. It is Bet LA here on 710 um, ESPN LA. And uh, we've got a great third hour coming your way. Eric Moody is going to join me. We'll talk some NBA. Getting you ready for Friday slate. Big game with the Lakers and the Mavs coming your way late tomorrow night. Uh, and then we'll dive into some XFL talk with you. But right now, we just want to spend some time. I know, listen, I know this show has been hard and heavy uh, all about college basketball and it should be it's march madness this is what it's about it's a gambling show uh, this is in my opinion the second best time of the year okay uh, i'm not going to make uh, I'm, I'm not going to make excuses or, or apologize for it hopefully you've been enjoying the show um but every show needs a little bit of football right guys and, and we did we had rich samini on we we're talking about aaron Rodgers, even even though the the deal the, the deal hasn't been consummated yet uh all intents purposes uh Aaron Rodgers is is going to be the quarterback for the Jets. They'll work it out. Um, but we we want to talk about some of the other big names uh, that in in this in in the signings and what has gone down. And one in particular, and uh, Tyler, who produces the show, knows this about me. Like I love Gardner Minshew, <laughs> and it, it's it, I'm the not sitting here saying candidate. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I'm not sitting here saying that he's like, the, you know, the best quarterback in the NFL, but I do believe he's, he's a top 32. I'd, I'd play Gardner Minshew on over a few of the guys. I'd, I'd play Gardner Minshew over Zach Wilson. I'd play Gardner Minshew over um, Mills. I would play Minshew over. I'm just trying to think some of the, the I, I need to, I need to get the teams in front of me. Hold on one second. Um, Who's the quarterback Wentz, for Houston? Is that Mills? Mills, yeah. I would, I would. So, so here's this is who Darnold. I would play. I'd play him over Darnold. Yeah. So I'm looking. Um, Bills, no. Dolphins, no. Patriots, no. Jets, yes. I would play him over Zach Wilson. Andy Dalton. Um, I would play him over Carson Wentz, who was the the starting quarterback for Washington last year. Um, I would play him over. Did you play him over Cam? Cam Newton? Yeah. He's not even in league anymore. So? Where you been? Where you been, boo? Cam Newton is still <laughs> is eligible to play ball. I'm just saying. Yeah, but no, nobody's playing him. Um, Bum, bum, bum. Mills with the Texans. Uh, dun, dun, dun. I... I'd even I I mean I think you can make an argument over Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. Ooh, not like two years ago, but yeah, since then. Um, uh, who's the dude, the cat who uh, was quarterbacking for Atlanta this year? Uh, Marietta, Mariota, Mariota, yeah, right, Mariota, right, yeah. Yep. Uh, as you said, Sam Darnold with Carolina. Um, what about Tua? Here's the li- listen. That's a whole nother conversation. Like. Uh, do you think the Tua should be playing 
Like one more concussion. It feels a lot like not another teen movie with the guy with the concussions and there's just like a counter on the board as to how many he has left in him. That's what it feels like with Tua. I I just, man, like that's, that's terrifying to me. If I was, if I was, if I was like Tua's sister, significant other, um, mother, I'd be begging him not to play another down in the NFL again. I really would. But I get it. Like, it's hard. When you love this game so much, it's so hard to walk away from it. It's so hard to say, hey, listen, you know, I've got to hang up the cleats. I've got to go. It's so hard to say that when you love this game so much. And a lot of these guys feel like there's nothing else for them, you know? Which is another thing to cope with. That has to be terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. So anyway, I think Minshew going to the Colts is is pretty interesting. Um, I do believe that they're going to draft a starting quarterback. So, uh, but I think they're going to let Gar- Gardner Minshew um, compete for the starting job, and I hope he gets it. Like I like I said, I, I'm a huge I'm a huge Gardner Minshew fan. Uh, I love rooting for good good dudes like that. Like he's one of those. He's just a good dude, you know, and he's fun. He's fun to root for. In my opinion, my two cents. Um, some other moves that took place this week: uh, Miles Sanders leaves the Eagles and goes to Carolina. So, um, uh, Gainwell now is expected to be the lead back in the backfield for the Philadelphia Eagles. Just FYI, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, he goes to New England because they lost Jacoby Myers because he went to the Raiders. So Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have Jacoby Myers and um, Devontae Adams. And Hunter Renfro. Uh, and, and Renfro. <laughs> Reminds me of Scooby-Doo when you say his name. Renfro. Um, Renfro. Um, and Darren Waller leaves Las Vegas and comes to the Giants. Yeah, did you? How that about was that? so odd. Did you hear the speculation as to why that happened? No. So Darren Ooh, do, Waller got do tell. married. Yes. And McDan or yeah, and McDaniel's wasn't invited. And so there's speculation that McDaniel's was motivated to trade Waller. And again, I say speculation because nobody can confirm just yet. But Waller got married to Yeah, uh, the soccer on the Aces. Oh, the basketball basketball mm-hmm. player. Player on the Aces. And yes. uh evidently they were keeping it under wraps, and McDaniels said something about it to the press. And so there's like the drama of McDaniels having divulged that Waller was getting married, A, and B, McDaniels not having been invited to Waller's wedding, which people are speculating motivated McDaniels to want to move Waller. What? Because what Raiders kinder- drama is never in short supply. Are we in kindergarten? I can't make this what? up. <laughs> what? I, like, I don't know what's worse. This or was it T.O. who wasn't invited to Cabo with with Tony Romo? And um, uh, uh, no, who was his tight end? I know nothing about that. Who was his tight end for several years? He retired like two or three years ago. He retired and he came out of retirement. Jason Witten? There you go. Wait, Thank you very yeah, much, Brian. Thanks. Great nice job. Brian. Yeah. Nice so, work. Brian, so, earning his keep, my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Tony Romo would would go to 
Cabo and he would take Jason Witten all the time. And that short stint where Terrell Owens was on, on the Dallas Cowboys, I, I guess he felt slighted. Like he wasn't invited to Cabo. So he was upset about it. Ah, oh, you, you boys. You Isn't boys it feelings. wild? Like there's catch more, and feels. more drama catch and feels with- than on the Kardashians. <laughs> catch and feels with you boys. What's up with that? Um, <laughs> uh, so also, also Baker Mayfield going to the Tampa Bay Bucks, David Montgomery going to the Detroit Lions and Jamal Williams going to the Saints. So a lot of moving chairs, Andy Dalton as well, going to, um, the Carolina Panthers as well. So a lot of moving chairs this week. Interesting. Uh, once we get through March Madness, I will circle back and we'll spend uh, a lot more time looking at the futures odds uh, and and what all these moves could mean for teams heading into next season. Uh, And, and of course, uh, I'm really big into the draft. So as we get closer to the draft, I'll have a ton of bets for you. How many quarterbacks are going to go in the first round? Who's going to be the first quarterback taken? How many wide receivers? All the things I will have for you, I promise. Uh, when we get back, we will kick off our number three. Eric Moody will join me. Let's talk some NBA. Some great games on the slate tomorrow on Friday. And also, let's look big picture because the postseason is going to be here before we know it. So let's jump on some of these futures odds while we can. Stay tuned. Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA.